There's a lot of great things happening at Tennessee Athletics. I believe this city is going to be upside down tonight. Season-long party continues on Rocky Top. Welcome back to another episode of the Everything Orange podcast. You guys, how is it already December? And how is this our last athlete of the fall semester already? It's crazy. I feel like just yesterday we started the podcast. Oh, with that all being said, today our guest is a native from Ennis, Ireland, where it was through his training for hurling that he found a passion for running distance. He quickly realized it was a sport he wanted to pursue after high school and looked to the States to find his next opportunity. After arriving on Rocky Top this fall, he earned SEC Freshman of the Week accolades following his eighth overall finish at pre-nationals and ended the season with the honor of being named SEC Freshman of the Year. The first and only time a cross-country volunteer has won the award since it was introduced in 2000. Please welcome to the Everything Orange podcast, Dean Casey. Dean Casey, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. So you're from Ireland. This is your first time living and being in the States. Hmm. What does a day in the life in Ireland look like for you back at home? Uh, so I typically wake up close to maybe nine o'clock, a bit late, but then I would go off into training and meet up with a group of my teammates and all that. And uh, it could be just running some miles or doing a session. So that took nearly two hours of the morning. So it was not too bad. And then we normally go off and we might go and grab a bite to eat together or something like that. But that didn't happen all the time. But it was it was nice. And uh, then when I got home, I would get lunch, maybe go for a nap if, if I was able to. Yeah. And then if there was any like sports games on, just watch Ensign. Okay, what what do you watch? What's your sport to go to when you turn on the TV? Uh, if there's any hurling games on or rugby okay. games on, okay. really. So. Have you come to enjoy American sports? Do we watch football? Do we, I mean, that's, you know, American football, not soccer. Yeah. What, do you like watching American sports? I do. I, I'm starting to like the American football more. Okay. I still don't know it, but <laughs> yeah. I like it. it. I remember I was in um, Florida with the men's tennis team, mm. and we had a couple of guys who were international on the team and trying to explain the game of football. There was like a really big game that Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who we were playing last season, but they were like, it doesn't makes sense why are we kicking and then throwing and what's the point system it but it, yeah. you know it's fun to watch it is have you gone to some games in Newland? i have what what are your thoughts it's very very good yeah i love the atmosphere there oh awesome so, so at home your parents and do you have any siblings yeah i have an older sister okay. and a younger sister and a twin brother are mm. you the only athlete in the family or did your parents grow up playing sports or your sister uh, so my father did nearly every sport that there was possible to do at the time. Like he did soccer, some hurling, some rugby, a bit of running. So kind of grew up into a sporty house. Okay. So it was nice. So living in America now, what do you miss most about home? What did you come to love here that you didn't expect or didn't know? Hmm. Uh, I really miss the rain back at home really yes you don't like all the sunshine here is it too much i love the sun i love running in the sun okay. but i love rain as well okay so i wouldn't expect that mm, I, it's the one i miss the okay. most i'd okay. say 
and then my family, obviously. Right, so. right. And then what about America surprised you? Obviously, from being from Ireland, we do a lot of things differently. Mm -hmm. So, like, your school system is a little bit different. Not a whole lot different, but it's slightly different. Okay. So, like, even just going to classes and all that, it's just... I won't say more fun, but okay. It's it. It'll, I think. I mean, I don't know how it is there, but like, mm. do you feel like you have more freedom here? Like the yes. days you can you can plan out your days differently and do the things that you want to and however. Yeah. So I think the way it's set up in Ireland for your first year, you you're given a set class timetable. You can okay. create it. Okay. But here you can change it yeah. up and make it your own so yeah. it's a lot nicer a lot of flexibility yeah. with that that's good um so talking about your athletic career being one of the top ranked irish runners you didn't grow up with the intention of wanting to do distance running it actually came about because you were using running as a way to train for hurling right yes so how did you get into hurling and then when did that switch kind of happen when you were like wait i'm kind of good at this i kind of <laughs> like it i want to i want to pursue it yeah, so I started hurling when I was about six, maybe seven years old. Okay. And uh, hurling is a very running sport, nearly. And uh, so after about three years, uh, that's when I decided to join up to athletics club to start getting quicker for hurling. Okay. But then as time went on, I started to like running more. I don't know what drew me into it. I just liked it more. And uh, so then I stopped hurling and then I just continued on with the running and started going places with it. So Yeah, you, you got pretty good at it because you were a member of the Ennis Track Athletic Club hmm. for five seasons and you set the U20 Irish 10K record, won bronze at the 2022 U20 European Cross Country Championships. Yeah. Did that moment kind of solidify your decision in deciding to go from hurling to distance running. Yeah, that's really, even when I made the European track team when we ran in Estonia for the under 20s, mm -hmm. that kind of sealed it. It's like, I, that's when I stopped running or yeah. stopped hurling. Yeah. And when I stopped it, then I started going to European championships for under 20s and carried on. Yeah, it's a pretty spectacular feat that you've been able to accomplish in only a couple years in the sport. Mm. And when you look back at your time running, were there any conversations with coaches, with family members that really helped you make that transition, that decision? Uh, so my coach back at home, Pat Hogan, uh, he was a big help with it. Mm -hmm. It's like he knew I was doing like hurling and running at the time so and he would balance my training to correspond with the hurling okay. so I wasn't gonna get too tired and get burnt out too quickly and then he always leaves it up to me if I wanted to stay with the hurling or stay with running so he he kind of helped me decide in a way yeah he encouraged whatever decision yeah. you ultimately wanted to make yeah in hurling and in running are both of those sports popular in Ireland uh, hurling is like our football, or like your football. Okay, it's very big, big. Very big. Okay. Everyone has done it at one stage in their life. Okay. Running is getting up there now. Okay. It's on the rise, but like, it's still not as big. For you, it, growing up in Ireland, having few post-secondary school cross-country opportunities, and then your graduation was quickly approaching, you kind of had to make the decision of, okay, do I want to continue this 
athletic career or do I want to stay, you know, in Ireland? Mm. And you ultimately made the decision that you wanted to come to the States and continue running cross country for a university here. Yeah. How did you come to that decision? Was it easy? Was it difficult? Uh, I always wanted to run in America okay. at some stage, whether it be a master's degree or something like that. But um, so when I was looking at the colleges, I saw what Coach Carlson was doing here for the men's team mm -hmm. and was pretty much rebuilding it. And yeah. I was like, I would like to be a part of that and kind of create a, help create the distance team up, so. Yeah, was was that pretty much like a no-brainer for you? Like, you saw the Power T logo, mm -hmm. you saw Coach Carlson, you saw the, where, the, where there was potential for this program to go. Was it a pretty easy decision to be like, I want to come to Tennessee? Yeah, yeah, close enough, yeah. What what about it stood out to you when you think of like Knoxville, Cherokee, Cross Country Farms, like what, even Coach, what, yeah. did, what was it that really stood out to you? Uh, so last January I came on my visit here and uh, I just fell in love with the area. Like mm -hmm. the trails, are they're nice. Okay. And then the warm weather as well kind yeah. of wrote me in as well. Yeah. But also like wearing the Power T, it's one of those big schools where nearly everyone has heard of. So Even in Ireland? Maybe not so much in Ireland, but like they, if you told them like University of Tennessee, they'll have okay. some idea where okay. you're going. Gotcha. So, and so then like the football was big, was doing very well at the time. So like yeah. it would have been a no brainer not to come here. Right. And I think that's like one of the most attractive things about Tennessee. It's mm. like not just the program that you're coming to be a part of is on the rise and growing mm. in the right direction. But you look around to all the different athletic departments and you see, like you said, football doing really well. Men's and women's basketball doing great. Yeah. Baseball and softball go into the World Series. Like there's so much to be excited about being an athlete here in Tennessee. Yeah. Like I think since I've been here, I've been to a lot of the volleyball games, nearly all the football games, were the ones where I had to not go to because of travel right. or races. I've been to a couple of the soccer games, and I definitely want to go to the basketball games eventually, and the uh, baseball and softball. So, what what is it about you that makes you want to go out and support all of your fellow athletes here? Uh, so. A lot of the American sports are like baseball and football and even basketball. We, I haven't really watched them growing up. It's okay. so like I, I don't know anything about basketball or football, mm -hmm. and even baseball, I don't know anything. And like so, I'm learning football at the moment, and I'm kind of liking it a lot. Yeah, so. yeah. How's it going? Are you starting to pick up more of the rules and uh. the flow of the game? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. But I, I promise you by the time you graduate, I think you'll have a pretty good understanding of uh, Tennessee football. Yeah. And then basketball, you mentioned, like, really fun, too. And you said you've been out to volleyball and soccer. How mm. fun has it been to just immerse yourself in all of Tennessee athletics? Oh, it's great because, like, all the athletics departments here are very good. Mm -hmm. Like, the, I think the volleyball is ranked number three. Yes. In I the, think. They're, well, they're tied for second in the SEC yes. and top 10 in the NCAA polls. Yeah. And the basketball, they're top 10. Yeah. I think same with the women. And then the football, they're... Top 25. Top 25, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, like, they're, it's very good, like, 
sports here yes to watch so yeah really competitive and just really fun to be a part of mm. a winning culture here yeah um so let's talk a little bit about your freshman season because you made your debut at the cross country 23 pre-nationals yes. you finished eighth overall and then your performance earned you sec freshman of the week what do you remember about those couple of days that experience overall uh so when I raced the course, I was, so let's say my thinking of my freshman year is just to kind of get a, a base of, let's sure. say, what's it like to race mm -hmm. in the NCAA. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really, I won't say wanted to stand out in my freshman year, but like, it was nice to. Uh -huh. And I just love racing. So like, I couldn't really hold myself back from going for it. Right. So... It was something that just came naturally to you. And it's like, because of your hard work and because of your passion, mm. this is just kind of where you ended up. And like, it's exciting to know what yet is still to come out of you in this program and your time here at Tennessee. Yeah. So then to follow up, you finished as the highest racing freshman at SECs, and then you earned NCAA All-Region accolades while helping guide the Vols to a second consecutive South Region title and return to the NCAA championships. Yes. What did that success and that win mean to you and also your fellow teammates? Uh, it was very, very good for me. And even our teammates, or my teammates, I should say, um, we, it showed us that uh, the program is going in the right direction. It shows that we have room to grow and how good we can be if we actually do things right. Right. There's a lot of potential yet that's not been tapped into. Mm. That's really exciting to see that maybe you can reach and continue to grow in that direction. Yeah. Um, then you personally, you became the first volunteer to win the SEC Men's Freshman of the Year Award since it was introduced in 2000. I don't even know if you were born yet in 2000. No, I wasn't. <laughs> so what did that mean to you? Like, have you actually processed what that means and what it meant to the program and you and your coach? Uh, I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around this. Yeah. I still didn't think that I was the first SEC freshman of the year. Mm -hmm. I thought someone had done it in the past. Okay. So it still hasn't hit me yet. It's so exciting and like it's such a huge honor and you should feel so proud of yourself for achieving that because yeah. it's never happened here before. <laughs> You're literally the first. Yep. <laughs> so um, for the second time in as many years too, your head coach, Sean Carlson, has been named the U.S. Track and Field and Cross Country Coach Association as its South Region Men's Cross Country Coach of the Year. That is a mouthful, yeah. but it's a huge honor. So talking a little bit about your coach, how has he helped be a mentor towards you? How has he helped lead this group and help to grow this program? So he puts a lot of, all, nearly all his time into the program. Like we could call him at any stage and he'll, or text him and he'll get back to us as soon as he can. And for when he does our training plans, he listens to what we have to say and what we think is best for us. And so like, I, I like doing aerobic stuff, okay. so like that's the long, longer tempos and stuff like that. Whereas other people on the team just like prefer to do, let's say, interval work. He's no problem with me going off and doing mild, like mild tempos, whatever else does, Ks. Okay. So like he balances everyone's training to their own standard and their preferred like training style. Mm -hmm. So it's 
it's very helpful. Mm -hmm. And to have him like help build you, you know, into the person that you are right now and mm. then in the future down the line as well, what does it mean to have a mentor in him and just somebody who is so, so supportive and supporting you day in and day out? It's very good. It's like, we, we always know that he, he'll have our back no matter what happens. So like, knowing that, it's, it's very handy. Mm -hmm. It's like, even if we make somewhat of a mistake, we know he's there to help us to get over that mistake. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, yeah. And for you too, like not being from here, being away from your mm. family, having somebody like that in that type of a role in your life, I'm sure is just huge and brings you a level of comfort given that, you know, yeah. your family is not down the road like they used to anymore. Yeah, it's nearly a day's travel to get home. So mm -hmm. it's not it's not too bad. Yeah, it's nice. Um, and in a lot of ways, like this was a big year for you and I just kind of touched on it, but like moving to a new country, leaving your home, leaving your friends and your family mm -hmm. and your team and competing at a really high level and winning all of these awards. Like personally, what are you most proud of, of yourself in making all these big life changes over the past couple of months? Uh, I say I'm most proud about actually like putting my mind to it, to come here, mm -hmm. to start, creating the next chapter for my life and obviously I've started with a good start anyways so try to build off that now yeah yeah because like you're in a new area you don't know a lot of people mm. it could have been so easy for you to be like you know what I'm gonna cancel that flight I'm just gonna stay home I'm gonna be where I'm comfortable but and I'm sure you can speak on this too that like you grow the most in situations when you're uncomfortable. So yes. seeing yourself achieve all this success kind of puts into perspective of like, wow, like this was worth it. Yeah, it was definitely worth it to come here. Good, I'm so glad. So in talking about being able to be at Tennessee and represent your home country mm. of Ireland here, just talk to me a little bit about what that means to you representing you know, your family and the people back home. Uh, I love it. So, cause like, there's not really a lot of my family who, let's say, studied abroad or did sports to this level of degree. So being able to do this for not only my family, but like my club as well, mm -hmm. it's, it's, I love it. And being able to like even bring back, you know, the the bright orange, yeah. the power tea. Do people at home ask you what that is and you get the opportunity to tell them a little bit about your story? Yeah, I get to say a small bit about it, mm -hmm. but like all my teammates from back at home want me to bring gear back to them. Yeah. So, I'll see. Maybe some Christmas <laughs> presents in Maybe, their yeah. future. Yeah, that'd be yeah. so fun. So now I want to get into our fun section <laughs> because I was doing some Googling and thinking about like, okay, what can we talk about? What, what are you probably really passionate about to talk about? And there's a lot of misconceptions out there about Ireland and the Irish and everything yeah. going on in the country. So I wanted to debunk them with you. I wanted to get the truth from you firsthand about some of those misconceptions. Sound good? Okay. Okay. So the first, which I'm sure everyone says this, everyone in Ireland has red hair. Uh, True, false? A lot of people have red hair, but not everyone. Okay. And I, and I did some more digging. Okay. They have the largest per capita ratio of people with red hair, but mm. it's really only 10% of the population. Yeah. So it's like normal, like everyone calm down, right? Yeah, it's normal. <laughs> um, okay, did you grow up learning, and I, wanna, I don't know if I say it right, the Gaelic. Thank you, language, yes. or mainly English? Uh, so Gaelic is, let's say, a 
dying language now. Okay. It's on the out, but it's still there. We're still taught it through, let's say, our primary school all the way to even maybe even into college for some courses. So, but it's mainly English. We were we learned to speak. Okay. So. So you have do you like do you greet people by saying any of those words, or is it just kind of like in the back of your head, like yeah, I know a little bit. I don't really ever ever speak it. Uh, I don't really speak it too much, but uh, I would maybe for fun just say it to some people and they'll have no idea what they're... Can you say something then? Uh, okay. So I pretty much said, hi, my name's Dean Casey okay. and I, I live in Ireland. Nice. So. Very nice. I, yeah. Don't have any clue what you said. You could have said that. You could have said something completely different. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the luck of the Irish. Yes. Is that a real thing? Do you embrace that? Uh, I like to think it's real. Okay. But not everyone yeah. might think it. I would. So. I would like to hope it's real too. Luck yeah. of the Irish. Um, I did some again Google searching, and the term is actually not Irish. Do you know this? The term was invented during the gold rush of the late 19th century in the United States where many Irish immigrants went to become miners. And so the most successful miners happened to be Irish. Therefore, the phrase was the luck of the Irish. Yeah. You knew that? I had a rough idea. Okay. I had no idea. The more you know. No. Um, okay. All of the fantasy elements of Ireland, leprechauns, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, even Lucky Charm cereal. Do you like that about the culture? Is that a fun part of the yeah. Irish? It's, I like it. Yes. It's just, I don't know if other people would like it, but I okay. like it a lot. Okay. Does it get overplayed a lot? Like a little corny sometimes? Sometimes, yeah. but like it's, it's bearable. Okay, good. It's, so. I'm sure it's just fun to embrace sometimes yeah. and just lean into, because why yeah. not? Um, cause those, they all came from Irish folklore, right? Like a lot of those, the leprechauns, the pot of gold, things like yeah. that. Did you grow up learning a lot of Irish folklore from your parents or your grandparents? Uh, not really, but, okay. uh, obviously you hear stories of it from friends, families, yeah. so people on the street or whatever. So okay. yeah. You always hear a bit of it. Right. It's like embedded into yeah. daily life, but you don't think twice about it no. living there. Top of the morning to you. Do people greet you that way? Uh, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> okay. Some would, some would just say how are you or whatever. Okay. And I started doing more since I've been here. Okay. Like top of the morning. Yeah. And so it, it seems to be getting a good yeah. response for it. Do you get like positive feedback from your from your friends and your teammates? Do they respond in the same way or? Yeah, okay. they do. <laughs> so you brought a little bit of the Irish charm into <laughs> your teammates. How do you celebrate St. Patrick's Day at home? Is it like the American way, very over the top, a lot of fun to be had? Is that the same in Ireland? Uh, it, it, close enough, yeah. Okay. It's just like a lot of Americans go to Ireland to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Okay. And it's fun, we'll put it that way. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I got you. <laughs> um, an Irish exit or like an Irish goodbye, is yeah. that a thing? So, I you feel I I feel like you're very passionate about this. So recently, I just learned what Americans thought an Irish goodbye was, where you just leave without saying goodbye. Yes, that's what I know it as. From what I know it as, and even my father and my family know it, is that where you say goodbye at say what's it eight o eight o'clock at night, okay, and you're still there till midnight. 
still trying to say goodbye. Okay. So like, that's what we... So uh, it's like a fake goodbye. Like you're like, oh, hey, I'm leaving guys, bye. Yeah. And then it, you get pulled back into whatever is going on around you. Yeah. Okay. So. Because I knew it as like someone dipped and you had no idea they left. And you're like, oh, they just Irish exited on us. Cool. Yeah, it's not really like that. Okay. So. Do you use that term at home or did you just hear of the term here? I heard it when I was here. Okay. And D I was a little bit annoyed with it. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Very yeah. fair. Well, Dean, those were all the questions that I had for you. Um, the last thing I wanted to ask you, though, and we ask everybody on the podcast this question. It's very controversial, so brace okay. yourself. When you sing Rocky Top, do you woo? Yes, I do. No hesitation. You yeah. woo. The way I was taught it. Yeah. Have you learned the words to Rocky Top? Are you feeling pretty confident in the song these days? Uh... I know, let's we'll say the chorus, okay. coming into the woo, okay. but okay. after that... Yeah, you don't know about the corn or the two strangers, we'll get no. you there. Yeah. Yeah, the, the longer you're here, we'll get you to be able to sing the full <laughs> the full lyrics of the song. Yeah. Well, Dean, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today, I really appreciate it. And it was great meeting you, and we're so excited to see what else uh, you achieve here on Rocky Top. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Everything Orange. As always, be sure to follow us on all of our Vol Sports platforms so you don't miss out on a single update. But before we go, here's a look at everything going on with Tennessee Athletics this upcoming week. And of course, I have to start off with the biggest news coming out of volleyball over the weekend. The Lady Vols swept both High Point and Western Kentucky to advance to the Sweet 16 for the first time since 2005. Now they will take on the Texas Longhorns tonight. Yes, you heard me correctly, tonight at 7 p.m. on ESPN2. Make sure to tune in and cheer on your Lady Vols. And with the end of fall sports upon us now, things are pretty light this week, but that basically means you have nothing stopping you from coming out and supporting your favorite Vols and Lady Vols in action. Starting with Saturday, the number 17 men's basketball team is taking on number 20 ranked Illinois at noon in the Food City Center. And if you can't make it in person, no problem, you can tune in to the game on CBS. Then on Sunday, the Lady Vols face off against EKU in the Food City Center. Tip-off is at 2 p.m. Lastly, on Tuesday, men's basketball takes on Georgia Southern at 7 p.m. in the Food City Center. Easy enough, right? Well, that's a wrap on Rocky Top. Tune in next Thursday for another episode of Everything Orange. Bye, y'all.